every journey is going to be different. When you reach obstacles and stuff like that, don't stop. Keep going because nobody has it figured out. Everybody has to continue to learn, continue to grow, regardless if it's themselves, regardless if it's their business, regardless if it's their career, family, whatever. And you just keep learning how to figure it out. And you're not the first person to go through it. You won't be the last. Hey everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. We are back with part two of my conversation with Mike Thomas. Such a good conversation. So essentially part two of No Straight Path's version of 30 for 30. And I have to say that Mike's story is a reminder that dreams really can come true with hard work, dedication, and taking advantage of opportunities when they arise. Like talk about day three on the Miami Dolphins. He was prepared. Like it was like a movie, the way he described it, I loved it. And I noticed that as I've gotten older, the dreamer voice within me has quieted over time, but talking to Mike really inspired me. And the lessons learned were even more inspiring. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Let's get to it. We are back with Mike Thomas for part two of the podcast, and I am just really excited to continue to hear about your journey, Mike. So thank you. Thank you so much. Glad I came back for part two. Let's go. Yes, yes. We just, we ended on like a really incredible story about how you got to where you are today and really like that pivotal moment, I would say, that changed your life and changed your career. And you are certainly what society would deem as a very successful person. And I would just love to know what your definition of success entails. Right. For me, success is, you know, it can be any level. When you set a goal and you actually plan it out, you do the work, you probably face a lot of like bumps and hurdles in it, but you persevere and you keep striving for it until you finally succeed at whatever that original goal that you set out to do. Like to me, when you can do something like that, that's success. And those who continue to be successful are those who probably learn that I can't just stop once I hit success that one time. Like, no, okay, boom, I did that one goal. Check. Move on to the next. Can I do it again? Check. Okay, can I do it again? Check. Consistency. For me, it's that being consistent with how you work and how you accomplish things, how you just continue to just, you know, check off the boxes. That's success to me. I love that. It's very football player, athletic, like grit kind of Uh, uh, answer, I would say. Okay. I'll say this because I really wasn't even, like to me, I really wasn't even looking at it from a sports. I'm saying, okay, law court. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go law. If you got a case, I mean, it's not necessarily only just wins and losses, but are you saying, hey, I want to win this case or at least get my client in the best position, you know, the best outcome for this case? You're going to do everything in the process of doing that, right? Or at least with the firm that you're working for, whatever that specific case you're working on. And if you can do that, be successful, you know, get a turn of profit, whatever, like, okay, we did a great deal. I did everything I was supposed to do. We did that great deal. Boom, check. Can I do it again? Can I do a bigger deal? Can I do it again? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's kind of what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter. Sports. Shoot, I can apply it to anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I and I would love to hear a little bit because I know you 
not just an NFL player. I mean, you're so many things, but you also are a businessman. So I would love to know a little bit about those ventures and that kind of work that you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, even like with that, in 2019, I'm in a locker room and I'm like, I decided I'm going to start a youth football league in my hometown in Houston. And this is pre-COVID, right? So we like invest in, you know, we want to make our own uniforms and do a whole bunch of like apparel and all that type of stuff, right? So we invest in the embroidery machines and, you know, everything to do that. I'm like, all right, I'm going out to training camp. My team, everybody said, everything said, okay, cool. My model for this year is going to be no excuses. So, all right, my dude who does the designs, who's going to make the uniforms, he's like, hey, I got a care package. I'm sending out to you. I'm like, yeah, send it to the locker room. I open it up. To my surprise, there's a fitted hat with the words, like it's a black fitted hat. It has the words excuses in white and a red line through it, similarly no excuses. I open the bottle, like, yo, I put the hat on in the locker room. And I kid you not, Ash, from Saquon Barkley, who was our, that one is rookie, that was his second year, but he's like our star athlete at that point. From Saquon Barkley, Eli Manning to everybody in that locker room, they're like, oh, like, that's your company? That's your brand? Y'all did that? That shit fire. Okay. I walk around. I think I go to the mall for some reason, Ash. And I get, as soon as I walk through the door, like a random like Asian dude, he stops me. He's like, yo, that means no excuses. Where'd you get that hat from? That's in Leeds and shit? I'm like, nah, like my company, like we made that. I walk two steps or something like that. I think there's like a white lady. She stopped me like, yo, I love that hat. Does that mean no excuses? Uh, I probably walk a couple more steps. A cop pulls me over. He's like, yo, that means no excuses, right? Like, I would love, to be, like, where'd you get? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, we might got some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, dumb. all these random oh, people yeah. stop me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, like, this shit might, like, you know what I'm saying? Not because they know Mike Thomas. They like Mike Thomas. People are actually saying, like, they like the brand. They like the design. Hmm, okay. Let me tell you something about Let's create uh, e-commerce, you know what I'm saying? Like, system. Put it online. We made, like, just 100 hats. I just wanted to see. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to test it out. Like, see what happened. Boom. It shit sold out in, like, three days. All right. Let's make a couple shirts, you know what I'm saying, with a couple heads, boom, boom, and that shit just kept selling out. So as, like, we weren't even trying to plan to, like, start an apparel business, but once we did that and we went through the process of, like, okay, what does it take? Okay, like, these are the steps. Like, let's start e-commerce. Let's put some products out there. Let's actually try to sell it now. And it sold. It was like, all right, we have an all success and it's just fun. But, like I told you, with my parents, you know what I'm saying, the mindset was, like, if you're going to do something, like, do it. So... Now the business side, like my business mind, I got my MBA from the University of Miami while I was playing for the Dolphins. I'm like, all right, what is the next step? I've checked out those boxes. What's the next step? So I'm like, okay, clientele, who would be my target audience? Okay, boom. Same people with sports because it is kind of a sports brand. That's natural. Got that. How can I marketing? Uh, I got something that they, you know, people can't pay for what I got. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a walking billboard every time we go traveling and stuff like that. Like I'm getting free picks, free pub. Boom. Let me give a whole bunch of hats and beanies out to my teammates. They're putting it on, rocking it on their own, posting, boom, boom. I'm like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't buy that, right? And so now we're at Super Bowl. I'm on the EC. I'm there for like, I forget, Walter Payton Man of the Year or something like that. But again, Ash, I'm like, yo, how can I take this to the next step? Checking out boxes, right? But what's next? How can I keep going? I just have it in my mind. Like, nah, let me make a couple hoodies for guys. I know guys on both Super Bowl teams. Let me make a couple, like, personalized custom hoodies with no excuses on the front for Richard Sherman and my dog Damian Williams on the Chiefs and another player, Jordan Lucas, that I knew he played with me with the Dolphins. 
And I gave it to both of them before I did. I took pictures and I sent it to the NFLPA and said, yo, like, just so y'all know, like, I got this brand. It's been popping a bunch of guys in the league like it, but a whole bunch of people just love the brand, period. We'd love to have sit down and have a conversation with y'all about it. Okay, yeah, this sounds like something you could do. Marshawn Lynch is an active player who has a sub-licenses agreement with us and Fanatics. He's the only active player to ever do that. Like, that's something that's been done before, Mike. You can have a meeting with Fanatics here at Super Bowl. I showed them the pictures of the hoodies that we did for the players, and they're like, yo, yeah, like, we love it. We want to meet. You know what I'm saying? We want to meet. I kid you not, ask after the Super Bowl, yeah, obviously Chiefs won, whatever. D Will, while I'm at Fanatics, they invite, we're going to talk about this, they invite me to come over to present to them, like, my plan, you know, like, what I want to do with no excuses going forward. That day, Damian Williams is on ESPN or NFL Network, one or two, doing an interview on TV, and he's rocking a no excuses hoodie. You know, I hadn't talked to him or nothing like that since I gave him the hoodie. And it's like, bro, I got a, like, you really, out of all the stuff you could have wore to go on TV and do this interview in the offseason, you chose my hoodie and you putting that on. You know what I'm saying? Boom. So they see that I'm presenting. I'm thinking I'm just about to talk in a room to the owner and the uh, NFLPA and we just about to, like, you know, just talk numbers, logistics, whatever. They put me in a room full of like NFLPA interns, their owner, their CEO, and they're like, hey, this is Mike Thomas. He thinks he wants to sign a sub-license agreement with Fanatics. This is your shot, Mike. What you got? Almost like a Shark Tank situation. I said, yo. Oh, I'm wow. I'm expecting this. <laughs> I was like, I was this is your pitch this. time. Your NBA what? putting it in good use. Yo. Right. I was like, okay, bet. So, well, thank God. I got some props. You know what I'm going to take the pressure off of me. You know what I'm saying? I like passed out my, you know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of products I made that we have already sold. Like the hat, the beanies, the hoodies, the shirts, whatever. Like this is what we sold. And, you know, I think that doing anything that's player branded, that's custom to the players, that's actually of great quality, not those free things that we get all the time that guys never wore. We just throw it away like, oh, thank you, another free, like, basic shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, but some, like, great, great material and a dope logo, like something that people would want to wear that has nothing to do. Forget Mike Thomas. I don't want my name on it. I don't want my picture face, nothing on it. Like, I want this to be something that somebody who knows nothing about me just sees and say, I want that. You know what I'm saying? I want to wear that. I love what that stands for. And to see the reaction of everybody feeling our material, seeing in the design, like, yo, how did y'all do this? Boom, boom. Like, Mike, how you doing this? You playing? I'm like, I got a team. And we grew up together. I played AU basketball with him. I went to high school with these dudes. Like, we really, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was great. But then the (laughs) the icing on the cake ass was Aaron Rodgers had saw me rocking my beanie and he's like yo i want one of those blah blah blah. and i sent them a picture of what our designer did a custom no excuses beanie for him and as i'm presenting as he hits me and i get the little like icon message on my phone and he's just like yo this beanie is fire and i said y'all i can't make this up this is real timing i opened it up and i just passed my phone around and let all of them see and fanatics was like okay we've seen enough we're signing you to a deal and i became just the second Active player next to Marshawn Lynch, Money Lynch, to have a sub-license agreement with Fanatics at the NFLBA. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Talk about divine timing with that text message. (laughs) You know, being in that meeting and then, you know, having the instinct to just show everyone. Say, look, Exhibit A. Uh, I think that is incredible. I love that story. (laughs) And I did not know that. I need to get some of, some no excuses, you know, <laughs> swag. Yeah, right. uh, I need to rock it. So I do want to know, like, quickly, 
because I actually don't think I asked this, is what is the No Excuses brand? What does it mean to you? And that's the great thing. It's like for us, it's, I mean, it speaks for itself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's whatever somebody's going through in their life, like you <laughs> speaking truth, no excuses. You don't have to put a quote next to it. You don't have to put a term next to it. It's that simple. Did you do it? You know what I'm saying? Or not? Like, did you prepare? Are you prepared? Oh, you didn't? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to make it anything else. And that's the beauty of it. Everybody who sees it, it means something different to them, whatever they're going through in their life at that time. And while it's still in its infant stage, and I've got so many companies, billion-dollar companies trying to steal it, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I've learned some hard lessons, had some very expensive lessons about, oh, should have learned to not copyright, but get the, what's the other thing we should have got? The trademark. Trademark, got yeah. Trademark first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very expensive lesson, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That you had to learn that lesson. But I love that the brand is doing well. And I love that it does mean so many different things, different people. I can certainly see it even just reflected in my life now with just no excuses when it comes to this podcast. You know, for me, it's been a dream and to be able to tell people stories. And so I got to get down to it and get to work and get these interviews and get this message out here. I also, I think it's a good transition to just like, your family and fatherhood and your wife, because I'm wondering, you know, are you saying no excuses to the kiddos? Like oh. you have three, right? Three. Three kids. And I will tell everyone, we are actually like starting this podcast recording over because Mike had three children in his arms and he really thought that he could actually record a podcast in a, with quiet. And we tried to play the quiet game with the kids. They lasted for about three minutes. Three minutes. Max. Max. Oh, my. I thought I heard my daughter coming down the stairs. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Until I see her, I am not going to end this podcast again. As I was like, I, I just know she's not. I know she's not about to interrupt me again. But now, nah, like, it's funny you asked that. Like, I'm literally coming off the practice. Like, in our yard, I, like, set up a goal literally today. Soccer girl. My daughter's in soccer. She's seven years old. And she's pretty good at it. You're a good athlete, but at the same time, she looked a little winded uh, on her first game this past Saturday. So, you know, we're just getting some extra work in Ash. But, nah, you st- I'm still coming from a place of love. I mean, shoot, even in my own career, I'm not a yeller, screamer. I don't curse out teammates, you know, and all that stuff. So it's like, I got to make it fun. I'll be damned as I'll be the parent that, oh, she would have loved to play soccer, but her dad pushed her away or play sports, but her dad pushed her away. And she don't want nothing to do with it, right? So I'm constantly just letting her grow, letting her mature. But I am going to be the one out there. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't with me shooting in the gym now. I was, in, you know, I was out there. I was out there with her, you know. So my son, my middle son, he's going to be all about football. Like He's all about ball, anything sports. And then my youngest son wants to do everything his season's older brother doing. So it's going to be a semi-no-excuses household with the Thomas. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's a great approach. I think that's the approach that my dad took with me. Like he was a track runner and I was a track athlete and he was so, so supportive. But in everything, like made it to every meet, always at the end of the finish line, like screaming, like go Ashley with my mom too. But he was just really into it. But always it was my decision. It was my choice and no yelling, nothing, all love. And it's just made for such an amazing relationship that we have today. So I 
I think that's a lovely approach. I was to say, yeah, I might need to talk to your dad a little bit more. Okay, what, like, how did you refrain? Oh my God, call my dad. He would love that. He loves giving advice. My, you know, he's like yes. 64, so. Yes. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, trust me, I've been there. He's like. <laughs> so I would also just love to know a little bit about your philanthropic work. So we talked about football. We talked about yep. no excuses, a little bit about your children. You have such a great voice in the community, and I know that you've had some challenges with loss as you know that I've had and we discussed it. And I would just love to know, like, how does that inform the work that you do and your life perspective? Yeah, I mean, one with the loss, I mean, that definitely helped put things in perspective. I lost my sister to breast cancer in 2019, right before this, literally days before our first game when the season started in. She went into remission in 2015, and then the cancer came back. I'll never forget the call in 2018 that I got from her. And, uh, yeah, that was crazy, especially losing somebody who's like a year and three months older than me. Like, we came – we became close. We weren't close growing up at first. She used to beat me up. <laughs> Girls develop faster than boys, right? She used to beat me up. So, so I turned like 11, right? And then it was just like, all right, no mas. And that day, that last fight, not even a fight, but that last – scuffle where she realized, oh, this little dude got some strength. (laughs) Like immediately we became super close, like growing up. I mean, she became a trainer. We didn't go to the same high school at first. Then she transferred to my high school her senior year. And that was my first year on varsity, playing varsity football in Texas. And the very first play of my varsity career, they kicked the ball off to me. I'm a kick returner. I run it back for a touchdown. Yeah, she was a strength trainer or athletic trainer. And it's just funny because you can see her on film. She's running down the sideline the whole way with me to the end zone. Like it's we were like oh. this, man. Like it's uh and she was, you know, to me, she was the smart one. She was the smart one. She was a mechanical engineer, did so many things and traveled the world, doing work, traveled the world. She went to Southern University as well. Like just and, you know, so to see somebody, again, so close in age to you, somebody, you know, so young and full of life and smart and it didn't seem real, Ash. And I struggled. My last year with the Giants, it was like that wasn't fair to anybody, my family, to the Giants, to my teammates there, myself, you know, like like nobody. Like I was, I wasn't me. I was not me. Like the bombing, I'm drinking every single day during the season. <laughs> like, and I ain't talking about a cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm drinking every single day because it's that. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you lose a piece of you. You know, like, it's. Exactly. Do you recommend that people take a break oh, when not. they're grieving? Because I feel like not everyone does that. Right. I did that, right. and then I actually went on a reduced schedule, which really changed my life. And so I try to speak publicly about it to let people know because you are not the same person at that time, and it is really challenging. And yeah, do you have advice for people? Yeah, if you can, I would definitely advise that because I wasn't good. I was no good to anybody. You know what I'm saying? There, like, like I was not myself. They didn't get the same mic they got in 2018. I made the pro. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't get that same mic. And unfortunately, I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the things about football are also some of the, the bad things about playing in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Playing football. Just, you can't just take a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> can't take oh, a sabbatical. You- yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you can go to the field. We'll pay for you to go to the field. We'll come out there with you. You'll be back Monday, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, literally, like that. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. It's, yeah, it, that's, yeah. So I definitely advise anybody, you go through a loss like that, 
you go through any really loss, especially family, but you go through a loss where it really affects you, take some time away because you got to have time to process that. You got to have time to heal because if you don't, you know, you try to work it away. You try to just, you know, oh, I'm staying busy, boom, boom. It's going to come out eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to be yourself. And then it's just going to come out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I lashing out? Like, why am I pissed off? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, oh, my, yeah, you are speaking exactly. No, I oh, felt that too. Once you healed, you were able to channel that energy into doing some really great work. Could you tell us a little bit about? So I'll say this, and it's lost and then coming back to this answer at the same exact time. So that happened. And maybe I'm trying to think how many months. Anyway, less than a year. My mom passes away too, Ash, right? So the only difference is with my mom is like, okay, back to the other episode, I said that I thought my life's purpose was to like work hard, get to the NFL so I could change my family's, you know what I'm saying, circumstances, living situation, boom. I was able to buy a house, but her health is already, you know, gone for the worse and she can't really even enjoy that, right? So since really my junior year in college, my mom's health had just been declining, 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 declining to the point where like, that ain't even my mom. When else and I go by, it's, it's hard to even go by because that's not my mom. And I know that might sound crazy to somebody else who's probably never gone through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, no, I get it. No, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have, you know exactly what I'm saying, but to those, it might sound crazy and I apologize for, you know what I'm saying, to anybody. Like, how can you say that about your mom? Uh, like, no, like, I love my mom. I'm going to go see her. I'm going to take care of her. Make sure I did it. But that's it's tough because that's not the woman who raised me. So once my mom passed Ash, I can honestly say that's when my healing started because it was like, damn, like, yeah, I lost my mom, but I don't have to see the woman who really raised me suffer no more because that ain't living. You know what I'm saying? This ain't living. This ain't to see the pain and burden it was putting on my dad because he's trying to take care of her. That's the love of his life. Showing me what love is as a husband. Showing me what love is as a man. Showing me, you know what I'm saying? Boom. And he just buried his baby girl less than a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a daughter. I can't imagine. Anyway, not even mm-hmm. go there. So that's when the healing started for me, Ash. Because it's like, okay, boom. A lot of stuff that I was holding on to, I was kind of free from. And it was like, all right, well, now I can, you know, I'm not anticipating anything no more. I'm not like holding, you know what I'm saying? Now it's like, all right. I can move again. I can give advice freely. I can like, you know, go travel. I can like do these things more freely without having to worry about it in the back of my head. Damn, am I not being there for my family? Am I not being, you know what I'm saying? Like when it, when, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter like, oh, is it going to get better? No, it's like, okay, when is this about to happen? I'm not even thinking about all those negative things in the back of my head no more, right? Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to, give myself back to, like you said, the philanthropic work. And with my no excuses, every sale we get, it goes towards giving out those academic scholarships at my camp, my T every single year. And that's something I had been doing already for like four years without doing that. So it's just like another way. I try to have everything tied back in together so that it is purposeful work. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not just doing something just to do it. Like it's been a great experience. And to see so many people, they're like, yo, Mike, we love what you do in the youth. We love what you do, especially when it comes to education, financial literacy, the scholarships you give out. It's like, yeah, Camp Mike T is a football camp, but nah, you're not just about to come here and play football. You know what I'm You're going to learn something. <laughs> you're going to learn something while you're here. So, oh, man, it's great, man. It's great giving back and to really see the questions these kids ask compared to when I was going to youth football camps back in the day. I'm like, okay, well, I see y'all way smarter than me than I grew <laughs> No, it's a fun experience, man. And it's gratifying. It's fulfilling for me. 
That's so wonderful. And I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask just about your family and that purpose-driven work because it was, it was like you had pressure for so long when your mom did get sick in the back of your head, like, this is what I have to do to, you know, take care of my family uh, at such a young age and to be able to, you know, attain all of the success. It's incredible. And now to be able to give back to the community. And so even though, you know, I don't put your age out there, but I think we're the same age. I think it's okay. Uh, (laughs) In your early thirties, you've experienced a lot of life. And so that to me means you're probably quite wise. And so my next question is, what are the lessons learned? You know, what, when you're talking to the youth or anyone, you know, what are some of the things that you just really learned that you want to share with the world? I'll say this. It's okay to be very passionate and really even have great conviction about something. And to be honest, that speaks a lot of, you know, like volumes about who you are as a person. Just know and understand that not everybody's going to have that same conviction. As you, you know, not everybody might have that same passion and drive as you work ethic as you. And if you see that, don't get frustrated. Don't deter away from, you know, trying to achieve your goals. Just understand like that's the difference in life, you know, like, and like it might be hurtful to you because you're going to be like, dang, I'm trying to do this for these people. And you know, I thought we were all on the same page aligned. And it's like, no, no, no. Like it's, that's life and it's okay. Dealing with that, even with, again, these no excuses brand. We could do it episode three and we could talk, you know, we could talk about that, right? It's okay with that. I'll say this. It's okay sometimes, even trying to talk about sticking with that conviction. Uh, again, like I said, like that's my brother right there, you know, Cap right there. And if you take a stand for something. I'm sorry, Mike. This is actually going to be audio. So they're not going to be able to see what you're pointing to. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, those who don't know. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sitting in my, my museum slash trophy room, whatever. So I have a jersey of Colin Kaepernick behind me, right? His jersey, the I am with Cap jersey. And I'm like, I'm referencing that jersey because I was one of those players who took a knee to fight against systemic racism and injustices really in our country, but especially to the African-American community, right? And I did that by being in unison with him and solidarity with Colin, Eric Reed, and Kenny Stills. And by doing that and taking a knee, I mean, it really derailed my career from all the momentum I got from catching that interception against Tom Brady with the Dolphins. I'm in year three, no, year four with the Dolphins. In my first year, I'm becoming a captain on the team. Leader on the team. I've been a leader in the community. They love me. Started this fins up like <laughs> symbol that it was a whole wave, right? It was a, it was a whole vibe for a while. And then I make this decision because of what happened in 2016 with back to back unjust murders of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling. And I was just moved. I was like, bro, I don't care what happens to me. Like as a young African American male, as a father and living American, I want my daughter to grow up knowing her dad at least tried to change, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I made that decision. I would love, like you said, wisdom. I love to tell any young person, like, hey, if you have such convictions, I'll never deter you away from that. But just know and understand that there may be consequences to actions. And if you know that, and I knew that, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew that the NFL probably didn't take too kindly of uh, African-American males taking the knee during the national anthem. You know what I'm saying? I knew that. I didn't know what would happen, but I knew that. And... If your answer is still like, with conviction, I am, I'm for this. I have to do this. I will not tell you not, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you, go with however you feel. Go for it. Because you're probably right. Just know and understand like there's consequences to, you know, to every action. And if you can live with that, then you are a strong person. 
love you, go for it. I'll I say this that. also. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. ah, that's the guy true, because that's really what it came down for me. But I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that, hey, sometimes it's okay to say, I do know that this is messed up. I have conviction about this. However, with the goals that I originally wrote down, that I said I'm going to work toward, and yes, something has happened to where I need to make a decision. If that decision is outweighed by what you originally wrote down and you're like, nah, I can't mess this up. I got to do this. Know and understand that's okay too. And that you don't have to fight every single battle. You don't have to fight every single battle the same way somebody else fighting. That don't mean you're wrong. That's the wisdom in me, Ash. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm so happy that you shared that. And I agree. It was certainly very brave of you to do that. And I think that action in 2016 was radical. And if it happens in 2022, we're looking at it from a different lens. It doesn't have the same weight. Yeah, it's like (laughs) And so, I mean, it also tells you you're on the right side of history. Yeah. And at the same time, I know it's a bit different, but like we were protesting in law school and I was kind of in the middle. So I'm glad that you're saying this because I felt like half the time I'd make it to the protest for 20 minutes and I go back and study because I was like, I have goals to graduate from law school. And and I can't, I'm not about to drop out, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'll sign this petition and I'll make it to what I can, but I can't lead the charge. I think Absolutely. that's really great advice. It is very wise. I do think that sometimes in life, when you are making a moral decision, there certainly may be consequences and knowing that, but still making the right choice, like leaning into your values is really important. You want to look back at your life. And like you said, you know, like you could tell your daughter that you fought against racial injustice and that you guys need to change. You guys have such a big platform as NFL players. And so there is a heightened responsibility that some people might want to take on. And as you said, some people might not. And that's okay. Very wise words from the Mike Thomas. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have all the info in the show notes because apparently there are a few Mike Thomases out oh there my. that play NFL. But yeah, you, I didn't know this. So we need to make sure that everyone knows who you are. Um, the final thing that I'll ask is just if you have any final thoughts, anything that you would want to share with everyone, any like pivotal moments that you wanted to discuss that I didn't touch on. No, I'll say this. Every journey is going to be different. When you reach obstacles and stuff like that, don't stop. Keep going because nobody has it figured out. Everybody has to continue to learn, continue to grow regardless if it's themselves, regardless if it's their business, regardless if it's their career, family, whatever. And you just keep learning how to figure it out. And you're not the first person to go through it. You won't be the last. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share this episode with friends and family. And if you like what you hear, please go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to rate the show. It helps other listeners find No Straight Path. Let's spread the message, everyone, and make sure that millennials feel less alone. There's no straight path in your career and life, and that's okay. It's honestly what makes the journey exciting. So let's get inspired together. I hope you have a great week.